A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Fishcake Delaney, so what? <laughs> I say that because my mum texted me this morning and just wrote in capital letters, Oi, Fishcake, right? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck's this? And she's like, oh, I'm just lying here in bed listening to you talk about that story where you got called Fishcake. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Rod can't understand what I'm pissing myself about. I mean, he's <laughs> he's not a man overly best with a sense of humour. Or at least he's got a different sense of humour. So I just picture this elderly couple lying in bed yeah. with her with her <laughs> yeah. fucking headphones on at 8am listening to a really old episode of Top Flight Time Machine, which I didn't, <laughs> really know, old, yeah. I didn't know she did. Maybe she's catching up or something. I don't know. I know she's listened to the odd one. But I didn't know. And, uh, yeah, 8 a.m., she's listening to the fish cake story, the fish cake genesis yeah. story. <laughs> was she aware of it at all? Was it a completely new thing? I don't know. Yeah, I might, I might have mentioned that, that I'd been, like, <laughs> the victim of chip shop bullying. <laughs> Mother, the big boys bullied me in the chip shop again. Well, again. you must stand up to them. <laughs> Maybe only, you should order some proper food. They're only jealous. Real <laughs> <laughs> fish cake. They're jealous because their mothers wouldn't wouldn't stretch to a fish cake for them. <laughs> they probably just asked for scraps of batter. And thirty five years later, here we are. She's texting you first thing in the morning. Oi, fish cake. Yeah, pissing us about. No sympathy at all, by the way. Mm. Oh well. Yeah. Um, lots going on. Um, did you watch the Ant documentary that was on BBC Two on Saturday night? No, I, I, I actually, I really it. wanted to watch it after you gave me the tip off. I wanted to watch it with Len yesterday, but I couldn't find it on the iPlayer. Was it an Attenborough? Oh, right. Was it Attenborough on Ants? Yeah, it, 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 I can't remember what it's called. Attenborough's this, Mental World of Ants, I think this, it was called. It's David Attenborough's Mental World of Ants. Ants, look at them. <laughs> ants, look <laughs> the at them sucking each other nature. off. <laughs> Sexy bastards! Um, it was it, it came under the Natural World series, right? So it might be under Natural World if you want to search for it. Okay, it's definitely I'll look there. it up. Yeah, and the but, whole episode's I mean, just about ants. Just it's about these fucking wood ants right. in the Swiss mountains, right? And they've got what's called a super colony mm. made up of various ant hills. Is it like a cult? Just, is, is one of the ants sort of established a cult or something? Sort of, but there's all sorts of mind games going on as well, <laughs> and there's 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 different behaviours that occur to do with you know the little scents that they they give off. Oh yeah, and the, and all that sort of thing. I'll just give you a few little nuggets. Um, a few nuggets of, of what happened. At one point, you've got ants nicking resin from trees, yeah, and this is resin that trees 
regenerate themselves in order to heal heal wounds. Yeah, yeah. On trees, so you know, trees are self healing. Yeah. The ants come along, nick this resin, take it back to the, the super colony. We'll have that, and Tom. they mix. We'll have that, and the that's, we'll have that for the fucking super colony. <laughs> Oi, John, come, come and give us hand with this bit of resin. <laughs> it's like nicking tiles off of people's roofs. <laughs> they go through people's skips. Yeah, yeah. Just nicking stuff. Yeah. So they take it back to the super colony and they mix it with their own acid and it makes antibiotics for ants. Ah, well, antibiotics. fucking turn that into some antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts. That there's, is really there's, mad. There's, you've got these two um, huge colonies as part of the super colony yeah. and they're like enemies. And they, 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 at the start of each year, they hibernate for like three months over the winter because why not? Yeah. By the way, I keep thinking about this. The idea of hibernation does my head in. Mm. The idea that animals can just go to sleep for like four months. Well, well I'm not having a, I'm not having a piss. I'm not having a shit. That's it. Am I dr- nothing? I'm just fucking out for the count. Well, it's like for fucking it's like four that months. Song that we wrote, shut, shut your body down, de- shut my body down. That's what they do. Shut my body down, yeah. That's the ants are well into it. I mean, to be honest, the more you talk about the ants, the more I think the ants have fucking got it right. Yeah, well, I think the ants are probably going to take us over eventually. Good. So there's there's these... They, they, have, they wake up after four months hibernation and then they've got to kind of stake their territory again. So there's this no man's land in between where these two huge ants' nests are mm. and they sort of size each other up and then they have a big war <laughs> in the middle of this fucking... Um, no man's land so they're fighting over it and then you see them dragging the bodies of their enemies back to the colony to feast on them so they're I fighting hope, each other they're killing these other ants do, and then do, eating the cunts. at Christmas do they have a sort of a ceasefire yeah they give them football they listen to uh, Pipes of Peace by Paul McCartney no it should be all together now by the farm <laughs> yeah uh, by f- a friend of, course, of the yeah. show Peter Hooten would have got some money out of that if fucking Amber yeah. had thought to play that in on the documentary yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What, uh, in May, as they get into spring, uh, some cows appeared in the area where they lived and the cows were going to eat the uh, the colonies and eat all the ants. Um, so uh, what they do is the ants all get together and they spray acid. The acid that they make the antibiotics with, they spray acid at these cows and they spray acid up the cow's nose and the cows are all like, oh! Fucking oh, hell! Fuck. Acid! Acid up me nose! Who's oh. done that? <laughs> it's me, Con. It's me. Mr. Ant. John Ant. You didn't see me coming. That's the thing about us ants. We're fucking tiny. Go under the radar, see? So the cows then... then so do they crawl up um, their body onto their face, basically? No, they squirt. They squirted from on top of the colony. It squirts so, through the air. Fucking hell. Cows' noses. Good aim. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's just a couple of bits about it. It's on iPlayer, it's Natural World, Attenborough's Mental World of Ants, and it is fucking great. It's I'll, I'll look so, it out. I did try and look it out yesterday, but I'll look it up again today. Um, but, I mean, I mean, the, the the best thing about the invention of the HD camera has got to be nature documentaries. Yeah. Because it's just like you're there now. It's You're down, you know, you're down in fucking uh, ant level. And they had that little bit at the end where they show you kind of how they were made. There's that oh, ten minutes yeah, I love at the that. End where they my, when they yeah. did Planet Earth, that was the best bit. Well, do you know why they do that? Why? Do you know why they have that bit at the end? Yeah. It's because when they sell it abroad, they sell it to countries where there's commercials that go in. So your 50 minutes turns into an hour. Ah. 
so the 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 America or whatever doesn't get the they ten minutes get at the that end bit. that we have. No, they don't get that. They just get the first chunk. Do you so think that's, they that's the UK bonus? Do you think when they sell it abroad, they get someone else to do Attenborough's voice? They get like an American voiceover. Fucking better not. Like Rodney like Dan- Tim Allen or someone like that. Dangerfield or someone. <laughs> <laughs> the late Rodney Look Dangerfield. at these ants. <laughs> I gotta tell you, these ants, they get no respect. Look at them. <laughs> that's a, what's this now? They're stealing sap from a tree? What is this, resin? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who knew you had such a fucking fantastic Rodney Dangerfield impersonation up your sleeve, Sam? I didn't until I just did it. Who knew? <laughs> I don't get no respect. There's a brilliant Rodney Dangerfield story on an episode of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast mm. where he interviews Chevy Chase, and the episode itself is absolute gold. I thoroughly recommend it. Gilbert Gottfried, uh, he's that he's that American guy, and he talks like this, and he's got a really annoying voice. Was he the guy who was in? He wasn't the guy who was in one of the Lethal Weapon movies. Is he from the eighties? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What if yeah. I were? What if I were to put some money here? And then I turn yeah. my back for a moment, and then oh, it's gone! I don't know where that money yeah. is. Or was yeah. it Beverly Hills? I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, it's one, one of them. Um, but he does he does some great podcasts with loads and loads of Hollywood actors and celebrities and that. But the fucking Chevy Chase one is brilliant because Chevy Chase, at the stage of his life that he is now, seventy something, does not give a fuck. Yeah, about anything or anyone, and why should he? He's got a reputation as being a cunt. He doesn't care. Yeah. And this interview with Gilbert Gottfried, he doesn't come across as a cunt in it. He's just really funny. And he's got loads of anecdotes, but there's a really good Rodney Dagefield one in, but I can't remember it, so I'm not going to repeat it here. But um, check that out. I'll put um, the link out later on. I'll, have a, uh, I'll definitely have a listen to that. That sounds brilliant. Uh, so that's the Ant documentary. Okay. That's yeah, well, I've I seen um, ages ago, when Lem was a bit too young, but I, I decided one day to look up Extreme Ant sort of footage on YouTube and then like extreme ant footage. it scared him and Anna was like you shouldn't be showing him extreme ants but there are these it's where you see like a bunch of African ants like a gang of them mm. a mob and they're like big mm. and they just fucking swarm over <clears throat> a creature that's sleeping like a goat or yeah. something Yeah, and they just fucking devour the cunt in seconds it's a carcass they're fucking insane yeah. they really are don't fuck it's with brilliant. ants is is basically what we're saying. So um, yeah. the other thing that came up over the weekend was I think it was was it last Christmas or the Christmas before that we became really preoccupied with Krampus, the Christmas baddie, the nemesis of Santa Christmas. Claus. Yeah, I think it was last Christmas. So we we didn't. I mean, I, I personally, I don't think I knew anything about Krampus. I don't think I'd heard of the cunt until he came up last year somehow. And then before that was we knew it, think about. Every, yeah, I couldn't think of it. It almost ruined Christmas for me because I was so terrified. But in case you weren't listening last year, Krampus is the Christmas baddie that it seems to exist in every other European country other than here in the UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, maybe Queen Victoria had him banned or something during the Empire Probably. days. But yeah. um, he's basically the they antithesis should bring him. of Santa. They should reintroduce him for this Christmas, for the for the COVID Christmas. Yeah. Because it feels a bit more fitting than, than Santa Claus, doesn't it? Yeah, except in some countries they really don't hold back. I mean, they're like this cunt. They tell their kids, if you're good, Santa will bring you a present. If you're not good, it's not just a case of Santa won't bring you a present. It's worse than that. Not only will Santa not bring you a present, Krampus will come and he'll fucking eat you. Yeah. 
you'll end up yep. spend Christmas in the guts of Krampus, Krampus who is, is guts. a yeah. giant satanic fucking beast, right? Anyway, we did a lot on that and we learned a huge amount about Krampus last year. Wow. This year, I don't know how my good wife came across this. She hasn't explained it. She just, without comment, sent me a link from Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck it. What's this? I'll get round to that. Right. And then eventually, in a moment of uh, boredom, I clicked on it. Well, the title of the paper is Icelandic Christmas Folklore. I thought, interesting. Well, she's a, she's a good wife. You should have clicked on this straight away. I know, Didn't but... Mm, I don't know. It's the way she hadn't <laughs> left a comment. It was sort of mysterious, <laughs> but I suppose that's the secret of a ma- of a marriage was staying there even fresh. A, was there even a, was there even a subject in the email? A subject? No, no, it was a Nothing. WhatsApp. Blank. It was a WhatsApp. Oh, it was a WhatsApp. All right. Look at this comp. Right. Yeah. Icelandic Christmas folklore depicts mountain dwelling characters and monsters who come to town during Christmas. Whee. So I'm thinking at first, who's this fucking Krampus again? Been there, done that. Yeah. No. Yeah, last year. I'll I'll tell you, this is not Krampus. The stories are directed at children and are used to scare them into good behaviour. Good. Something we really don't go in for anymore with this snowflake generation here in the UK, do we? (laughs) We do not, no. The folklore includes both mischievous pranksters. Now I'm fucking listening. (laughs) Because if there's one thing we love, it's mischievous pranksters. So far, so good, yeah. Who leave gifts during the night and monsters who eat disobedient children. So more child eating Whoa, whoa, hang on. What, what, what? Yeah. We've had mischievous pranksters and what was that last bit? Uh, uh, Monsters who eat disobedient children. (laughs) Fucking hell. All right. Yeah. Uh, The figures are depicted as living together. You just said that as if that's a matter of fact. Yeah, because (laughs) Krampus is is said to eat children, but these kinds... I know, but even so, as a reminder of that, it's it's you it's, know, it's, it's, it's extreme, head. but it gets madder. Here are the people involved, right? This little mob in Iceland who, who make it their yeah. business to fuck with people's Christmas. The figures are depicted as living together in, as a family in a cave Good. and include Grilla, a giantess. <laughs> that means a lady giant. A giantess. <laughs> wow. With an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children. Who she cooks in a large pot. Of course, in a large pot. Jesus Christ. Not in a fucking microwave. Her husband, Lepaludi, is a lazy... <laughs> is lazy, and he mostly stays at home in their cave. I'm staying home. Where are you going? Yeah. I'm going out catching kids to kick it, cooking me pot. Are you coming oh. to help? Ah. Oh. No, I can't be no. asked. The fucking, the fucking racing's on ITV4 this afternoon. I'm going to stop in and watch that. I got, uh, um, uh, you know, my back's playing up. Right, this I've is... got some Fosters in. I'm gonna just drink me Fosters and watch the race. <laughs> These are the you do it. So those are the two, Gorilla and Le- Le- Pololdi. But then they've got the Yule Cat. Is a huge and vicious cat, a bit like Fat Black Cat Yule by the sounds cat. of things. Yule Cat is a huge and vicious <laughs> cat who lurks about the snowy countryside <coughs> during Christmas time and eats people mm-hmm. who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas <laughs> what? Eve. What? What? Much, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's. What about people who can't afford new clothes? I know. That's not fair. Doesn't care. No it's excuse, cunt. You're getting eight. <laughs> Look, you've had twelve months warning. You've had twelve months to save up. All you got to do is get a new t-shirt and a pair of shorts. You can do it with that Klarna you. thing now. Have you seen it? Check out on a lot yeah. of websites. They use this system, Klarna, where you can pay. Spread the payments. Spread it. Monthly instalments. 
Order in January, spread it over ten months. I won't eat you. I got a new collar, right? I have paid three quid a month for the last six months, right? It were an £18 collar, good quality collar. I wouldn't have afforded a collar that good if I'd had to pay in one go. So it's just about planning, really. Especially when the stakes are that high, because you know I'm going to eat you if I catch you in old clothes. (laughs) Right, this is the best bit, though. That's the cat, Yule Cat. This is the best bit. The Yule Lads. That's genuinely what they're called. The Yule Yule Lads. Lads are the sons of Grilla and Lepaludi. They're a group of 13 mischievous pranksters who steal from or harass the population and all have descriptive names that convey their favourite way of harassing. Yeah, we've all got our favourite way of harassing, see? We've all got different specialist specialisms. In terms of our harassment. Did you know there's 13 methods of harassment? Well, there fucking is, and we're here to tell you about it. <laughs> they come to town one by one during the last 13 nights before oh, Christmas. God. They leave small gifts in shoes <laughs> that children have placed on windowsills. What the fuck's going on in Iceland, man? If the Whoa. child has been disobedient, they instead... You ready for this? Yeah. Leave a potato in the shoe. <laughs> It's amazing. Surprise, surprise. It's a fucking potato. Uh, I've heard you've been a bit of a cunt, so here's a potato. (laughs) These Christmas-related folk tales. Blah, blah, blah. Right, I won't go through all of it, but what I can do is tell you the names of the Yule Lads. Oh, please do. Um, So I, I won't try and read the Icelandic names, but I've got an English translation of each of their names. Now, there's 13, and on each night, a different one comes to town. On the first night, Sheepcoat Clod comes. He harasses sheep, but he is impaired by his stiff peg legs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Come here, you... Come here, you fucking sheep! Come here! Oh, these fucking peg legs! You can't get after them! It's embarrassing, it's humiliating, outrun by a fucking sheep! It's not like I've been outrun by a fucking leopard! Why can't I harass tortoises instead? I can catch them, no problem! Not fair, you know, I've got peg legs that are particularly stiff. Uh, The next night, after he's done that, down comes Uh. Gully Gawk. He hides in gullies. (laughs) waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. <laughs> what? Just... Is he milking the cows himself? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He, get, he runs in the cow shed oh. when no one's about. and fucking, I'll have oh, that can I just... out of your fucking can milky I... tits. I'm having can that. I just add, can I just add, there's one thing I remember from the ant documentary, which is, is relevant. Uh, there is footage of ants milking aphids <laughs> with their little antennae. <laughs> didn't know we could do this did you cunt yeah, we can oh, oh it's great carry uh, on on the 14th of December the Yule lad is stubby he's abnormally mm-hmm. short he steals pans mm-hmm. to eat the crust left on them abnormally short he's short like how short inches. is he he's abnormally short put it that way <laughs> All right. you could put him in a shoe I'll say that much. He's barely he can barely fucking lift the potato to put in the show he's that small. Right. Obviously on his, the, on, his legs are stiff as well. On the, on, the, on the 15th of December it's spoon liquor. Some of these are starting to sound like sort of house DJs. 
Do you know what I mean? Electronic <laughs> dance music licker. super yeah. DJs. Yeah. Uh, spoon yeah. licker, he steals and licks wooden spoons, is extremely mm-hmm. thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> He's that fucking thin, because all he they does is lick, lick spoons. There's not enough nutrition on a spoon. <laughs> Mainly just batter. It's all he lives on. Uh, then you've got pot scraper, steals leftovers yeah. from pots. Going on there, then you got bowl liquor. Yeah, yeah, and it's also similar to Stubby who nicks pans and eats crusts. Um, Mm. but they're really like they claim there's 13 different types of harassment, but really it's just (laughs) loads of variations on nicking food, it's just kitchen theft. Yeah, Yeah. then you got bowl liquor, hides under beds, waiting (laughs) for someone to put down their bowl. Uh, it's a type of bowl with a lid on it, he then steals it, door slammer. Mm. Likes to slam doors, especially during the night, waking people up. Uh, Sky Gobbler, a Yule lad with a great affinity for Sky, which is similar to yogurt. <laughs> yeah, you can get you can you can get that in the north now. Sky yogurt. Well, you're quite near Scandinavia. I mean, you're very much the Scandinavians of the UK, aren't you? Because yeah. you're just across the yeah, water. Po- Post Brexit, we'll get most of our food shipped in. I you think, can from, probably uh, see the camps from where you are over probably, there. Yeah. If I- They'll get up on the roof later on, have a yeah. look. All right, cons. Um <laughs> Send us some skyer over. Uh, sausage swiper hides in the rafters, <laughs> snatches sausages that are being smoked. Uh, <laughs> window peeper, snoop who looks through windows in search of things mm. to steal. Yeah, and tits, probably. Doorway sniffer tits. has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. <laughs> <laughs> This is my favourite one. This is on the 23rd. Meat hook. And the description just says, he uses a hook to steal meat. Simple. See this hook? See this hook? I use that to steal meat. That's it. That is how I operate. That defines me as a man. I'm not stealing anything else with it. I'm not stealing clothes, magazines, doubt else. Just meat. I've got other hooks for that, but I rarely use them because I'm mainly in the meat game. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Jalapeño. Lastly, on the 24th of December, which of course to our European cousins is basically their Christmas Day, isn't it? I don't even know what they do on Christmas Day. Is it? All over Europe, everywhere, their big day is the 24th. I haven't got a fucking clue what they do on Christmas Day. They all sleep off Christmas Eve, which I suppose makes the 23rd of December their Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve. I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, um, Candle Stealer. Follows children. Candle stealer. He's the main one on the twenty fourth. He follows children in order to steal their candles, uh, which were once made of tallow and thus edible. Edible fucking candle. Wow. I love that off you. Wow. Mm. I mean, fuck me. Britain is doing Christmas so wrong, isn't it? So we've just shit. got no idea. Where's our we? mythology? All we've got is Santa. That's all. I'm fucking Rudolph. It's pathetic. Yeah. It really is. Some some countries well, do Christmas. Some countries are inherently Christmassy. Sweden's one of them. I, all of the Scandinavian countries. And, of course, Germany. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that our Christmas game... I mean, when you think of British Christmas, what do you think of? You think of Argos, don't you? Pretty much. And just Brazil. I've been up to B&M this morning trying to get an advent calendar for me kid. Because I forgot. Mate, you've left it too late. I'm the, sorry, the, this is well, not, I've, I've this not, is not classic Dawson Logistics. It's not, is it? I'm at least 12 now, he's nearly 13, and I thought, well, he must have grown out of Van Calendars by now. We never asked for We were one. only talking about the Sunderland shitter last week. He was about yeah, 18, 19, and he had two fucking Advent Calendars, one yeah. from his nan and yeah, one but, from his boss. <clears throat> yeah, but what was his mental age, Sam? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good point. So, if you're trying to get an Advent Calendar today, you've fucking got no chance. B&M have got dairy milk ones and I couldn't see any anywhere else I was at Sainsbury's Morrison's Aldi Little B&M well I've out it's a rare case of me out logisticking you because I had mine in the bag <clears> about <throat> two weeks ago because I've, I've had mm. my fingers burnt too many times you miss out on the best ones sometimes you don't get any at all and certainly if there's a if there's a really good one knocking about you know like I mean Star Wars Lego one, for example, or something like that. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. His mum bought him one of these ones that's got various sort of smellies in it, deodorants and and aftershaves and all this sort of thing. But there's only 12. You get one every two days because they're a decent size. You don't get 24. And he's not happy because he wants something every day. So I had a conversation about, you know, what kind do you want? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll have a think about it. Didn't get back to me. Each day a different fact. Yeah. Yeah, John Player exactly. Special, Rothmans, B and H. Now, John Player Special would be on the twenty fourth because you got to have your prize of bag. Would. Of course, it would. Mm. Um, you seen the cheese advent calendars? You had one of them before. I've seen them. Never had it. No. The Ilchester cheese calendar. When do you eat that? First thing in the morning. Uh, you, when you got, get up? You got to keep them refrigerated. You, can, you don't want <laughs> exactly. them hanging out on the mantelpiece. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's fucking it's mad. All wrong. You wouldn't get that in Jesus. Iceland. Um, but yeah, we do Christmas wrong here. I got, I got the same situation levels. with my advents though, because I got, and it's second year running. This has happened, so I got my son the um, the like you know the football cards one. I've forgotten mm. what they're called now. Match attacks. Yeah, match attacks. Match attacks. And my daughter, I got a, a beauty one from like Superdrug. Mm. Yeah. And but it's the second year I've done it. I didn't check. I thought that's a nice price. That I'm gonna fucking get that. That's not bad. <laughs> Considering you get proper things in there like nail varnish and that, I fucking have that. <clears throat> Bought it online. Turns out 
Same situation, mate. It's only 12. Such a fucking rip-off. You, yeah. You get it, and then you just realise, fucking hell, it's only 12 days. <clears throat> so then he's got a 24-dayer. She's got a, mm-hmm. she's got a 12 day. It's not fair. So what we've done That's is exactly the same problem we, we've got we're, here, yeah. we're yeah. making uh, me and my good wife today after I finish recording this. We're going to make the first 12 days, and it'll just have mm. like weird shit in it, like a hairband or whatever. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Like cheap. I was going to do something similar. Stuff. Yeah, I was going to get one of them ones you can just buy, and they've got the little 24 pockets in, and you put stuff in yourself. Oh, you can do your and own I was one. just going to put put a quid in each one. That's brilliant. That's a yeah, great idea. Have a quid. Yeah, but yeah. hang on a minute. 24 quid is probably more than you'd spend on an advent calendar. Yeah, but it's Christmas. No, hang on, though. Those big advent calendars, they yeah. do cost a lot of money, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, so I've got a Star Wars Lego one. Minimum. It actually gets a little bit cheaper as they get older, generally. Because I've got, right. in the past, like, Star Wars Lego and stuff like that, and yeah. you can go fucking sky high. The prices yeah, exactly, you but he's nearly thirteen, and he's beyond that. He's beyond the match attacks ones. Yeah, he's beyond Star Wars Lego. Oh, by the way, we finally got right to start watching the Mandalorian this weekend. Oh, oh that's good, isn't fucking it? Fucking good. What are you just started well, on series one of it? Yeah, I tried to get him into it when it first came out, and he was like, Ugh, "That looks shit." <laughs> and then he's, disco- he's discovered it of his own accord. <laughs> Thinks it's the best thing since sliced it's bread. So now we're on really board, good. I'm, I'm, I'm into <clears throat> series two now, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's fucking good. It's one That's of the best fantastic. Star Wars things there's been. But yeah. um, not everyone likes it, but I fucking love Me and Len love it. They're not. Oh, fuck them. Yeah, but I think it's one of the best <laughs> Star Wars things out there. <clears throat> right, anyway. Um, predictions update? Yeah. Uh, you got... Uh, we should add that Wolf Southampton was played last Monday after the weekend's... Uh, update and we both got three points for that because it finished one one. Wow! So that's 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 a little update. Uh, and then this weekend, uh, results bot got nothing. I got one point. You got four points. Sam. Whoa! Did I get a correct you, score? You correctly correctly predicted Sunderland drawing one one at Fleetwood. Um, I did so not predict Bill uh, Parkinson getting sacked after the game, though. I didn't predict it either, but I'm delighted about it. So what's next? Uh, Are you going to wait until the takeover is completed until you appoint a new I manager? I haven't got a clue because the takeover is not really a takeover because they're bringing in this 23-year-old alleged billionaire. Yeah. Um, he's a rich who, bloke's son, I think, isn't he? He's a rich bloke's son. The bloke's dead now, but it's his, his son and heir. But a lot of his money is held in a trust, which his mum's got the keys to. So I don't know how much money he's really mom, got. Mum, I need to get access to some of that money Dad left us. Well, all right, what's it for? Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's just important. What is it for? I've got a right to know. Your dad said you didn't, he didn't want you just spending it on fucking silly things. I want to buy Sunderland Football Club. You fucking no. what? No way. It's my money, you bitch. No, I'm sorry. I can I'm... have all of it when I'm 25. That's what says in the thing. Yeah. Just Fine. give it now. I'll wait two years and I'll buy a fucking Sunderland then. It'll not be on sale in two years. Someone else will have bought it. Oh, it'll be more expensive because COVID will be over. I'm getting it cheap <laughs> COVID price, aren't I? No, but is this this kid's coming. One of the three fellows who currently owns the club is a fellow called Juan Sartori, who's a Uruguayan senator. Mm-hmm. Surely he's from Star the Yeah, Juan Sartori. And apparently he got, the, he got 20% of the club for one pound. 
Fucking hell. When it was bought up a couple of years ago. Um, so he's brought in this fella, who's this 23-year-old billionaire who he knows, apparently, who's his mate. The other two cunts, who you'll have seen in Sunderland Till I Die, Stuart Donald and Charlie Methven, I'll say that again, cunts. Mm. Um, they're still going to have a say. The, the Methven's going to keep his 6%. Donald will have 15%. And weirdly... The 59%, I think it is, that this billionaire kid is going to be buying up um, works out at about almost exactly the same as the 20 million that Stuart Donald took from the parachute payments in order to fund the purchase of the club two years ago, which still hasn't been paid back. How did he manage so, that? You get a parachute fucking, payment from the Premier League. Yeah, he just took them. He says, I'll have that, use that towards the. Um, buying the club, and then I'll pay it back eventually. So what, he was a director, he took that money? No, he, he wasn't even a... No, it was part of his deal to buy the club. Right. It was almost as if he took that money as a loan he, from the he club. He borrowed it buying. off the club in order to buy the club. To buy the club, yeah. Fucking hell. And he hasn't paid it back. I think he's paid a bit of it back. But um, if I'd be stunned if anything changes. They're rearranging the fucking chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Um, I don't think this kid's got any money. We'll probably we might get lucky and bring in a decent manager, but it'll be by luck rather than design. What the fuck is going on clowns. with a stadium like that? Why I don't understand it. Why people don't fucking I don't know. Maybe football's just not what we think. Maybe it's just like I mean, you know, if you listen to people like Alan Sugar or Simon Jordan, they'll they go look unless you've got silly money like Abramovich or the lads who own City, mm. you basically it's a mugs game. You can't. Yeah, you can't because the thing is you can't run it like a, you can't run it according to the rules and principles of business because no. there's a wild card. It's land, isn't it? There's wild card because there's fans. Yeah. There's the media. The, the fans are really the wild card. Do you know what I mean? And it's and also they can't. Mm-hmm. The thing is they can't be run like businesses because they're not. They're like cultural institutions. They're social institutions. You know. Yeah, you can't run it. Well, the thing about the thing about Sunderland is it's it's the best opportunity I can see for anybody who wants to invest in football now because mm. we're in League One, mm. so you get the club for next to nothing. It doesn't cost you a great deal to get out of League One if you do it smartly. There's a forty-seven thousand stadium there which you can fill pretty easily. Like, to start I remember when results. it was first built; it was regarded as the state-of-the-art fucking stadium. It wasn't that long yeah, ago? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, twenty-one years ago, twenty-three years ago. Yeah, and and all you got to do is get some results going, and you, you fill it. We we got forty one thousand in on Christmas Day two years ago. Yeah, not Christmas Day, Boxing Day, because they did a campaign and said, you know, let's try and break the record for the most fans on on Boxing Day, or, or for most fans in the third tier. And it, we got forty one thousand in. These rich foreigners, really they all want to buy a club in either London or Manchester. Yeah, so they? they don't want to put the graft in either. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. But as long as Stuart Donald and Charlie Methven, uh, the cunts, are still involved, I've got no interest because it's just a fucking... It's a sham. It's, it's a shit show. An absolute sham. It's a fucking shit show, yeah. So, well, we'll see who we get next. They might surprise us by getting someone decent. But they do everything on the cheap, so they probably won't. They might ask me to do it. Get fucking Ke- we'll Kevin fucked. Phillips. Oh, asking... Uh, uh, speaking of roles for you <clears throat> and me, uh, public roles... Have you read in the paper today about how the government um, are going to enlist uh, trustworthy (laughs) celebrities to encourage the public to um, take the vaccine? To get the vaccine. Yeah. 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 
NHS through this celebrities to persuade people to take coronavirus vaccine. Uh, they plan to enlist celebrities and influencers. Well, with big social mm, media followings. Well, in a major campaign to persuade people to have a COVID vaccine. Um, they're drawing up a list of, and this is what made me think of us, very sensible, <laughs> famous faces, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking... <clears throat> If they don't actually ask us personally to do it, they should hire us on one of those six grand a day consultancy gigs to help them identify who the right celebrities are. Yeah. Think of it, right? Who better than you and I? We keep a fucking keen eye on the celebrity world, right? Our contacts books are full of sensible celebrities. We're well connected. Everyone knows I had lunch with Kylie Minogue once. Stan here. Right. Stan Hay, Mick Talbot. These are the... But I was thinking, well, if they do ask us, and obviously all I would say, Andy, is keep your phone line clear all day because I wouldn't want us to miss the call. I'm keeping mine clear, right? Okay. It's fucking easy because obviously we're not going to want to put a lot of graft into it. Um, So I was thinking what we should do is, we were only talking last week about that Whisper ad campaign from the 80s. Just whoever's Mm. still alive from that, just use them. From that. They've already done the fucking research back then. Yeah, you, yeah, it still got, stands, doesn't it? You yeah. got um, unfortunately, I think it's the original guy Simon. What's his name from Heidi High Dead? Simon Cadell, he's dead, long okay. dead. Okay, yeah. But Ruth Maddock, still alive. Good. Uh, Mel Smith dead. Peter Cook dead. dead. Who else dead. did we have? Arthur uh, Daly dead. Waterman dead. alive. As far as I know, Waterman and Lenska. Yeah. But can we get them back together because they had a messy breakup? They did. They have to. Well, they have to well, do it in separate rooms anyway. I suppose. Wouldn't and they? in the adverts, what I want is Dennis Waterman and Ruth Maddock to literally be injecting themselves with a big um, each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll have. <laughs> I and could be so good for you. you. Cue you like you want me to. <laughs> right and. But what we'll do is, because if we direct the ads, which is what I'm going to make a deal breaker when they call us up, yeah, we'll pick your celebrities, but we also want to write and direct the ads and choose the music at all. (laughs) And we want merchandising rights, right? Because what you want to do, Andy, you don't want an actual real syringe like they'll do it at the doctor's. You want... Mm. not a comedy one, but one you would use in a film. like An oversized. A big one that says COVID cure on it. Yeah. Yeah. The syringe equivalent, let's say the Looney Tunes syringe. Yeah. Or the, or the syringe equivalent of one of those big charity checks. <laughs> yeah. And what we want is Waterman giving a right good fucking ram into the butt cheek of Maddox. <laughs> oh! Hey! And she goes, Ooh, I feel better already. <laughs> her arse will have to be pixelated for, you know, legal reasons yeah, and stuff well, like especially that. if it's before night, because you what, don't want the kiddies seeing it. Watershed. And she yeah. goes, oh, I feel right as rain. Ding, ding, Oh, ding. that's just what I needed. Morning, campers. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Job done. Yeah, Six we'll grand do that. a day. That's what the, um, their mates are getting charged. That's what their mates are invoicing for, aren't yeah, they? For all we'll the PPE stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take three grand a day from the fellas who are getting six grand a day if they want. Yeah, we'll take this I'm off your fussed. plate, and we know what we're doing yeah. in this sort of world. You keep three grand, yeah. we'll, we'll take the rest. Yeah, we've just we ran out of time, Sam, but very quickly, John Arsene Wenger. 
Yeah, really good. I'd recommend watching it back. Um, It was chaired by Dylan Jones, who's the editor of GQ. Um, But Mm -hmm. what was funny was, is that Elton just sort of took over. Um, (laughs) And I don't don't think Dylan Jones seemed to really mind, because obviously it was more interesting. As he said, he said, look, I don't... He goes... Because he kept asking, like, he was so passionate, Elton John, right? Mm. He was so enthusiastic and sort of humble, because he only wanted to, like, ask Arsene Wenger questions. You really got a sense of his... um, massive passion for football like authentic passion for football not mm. like you know I suppose the, the nutter put fucking millions of his own money into Watford so what can't have just been like a, a, a whimsical thing but he absolutely is obsessed really fucking knowledgeable of the game right and yeah. just wanted to fucking and every, every once in a while he'd just go anyway anyway uh, Dylan, do you want to ask something? I'm sort of taking over here. And then Dylan Jones would sort of ask a question and then Elton would just jump back in. So basically it was just Elton John, fucking fanboy, standing, as they say, Arsene Wenger. Yeah. And it was fucking brilliant. And Arsene Wenger obviously loved it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really enjoyable. There wasn't much comedy to mine from it or anything like that because it was just, you just got a sense of these, these are two really interesting blokes very yeah. likable, very intelligent. Um, but as always with Elton John, what's what's brilliant is he's a bloke, he sat there, he loves football, right? Mm. He loves talking about football, um, he loves Arsene Wenger, he's intelligent, he's amusing, and you sort of think, good bloke, but he sat there, Dylan Jones is in a suit, Arsene Wenger's in some like sort of expensive casuals, and Elton John <laughs> is there in a big fucking syrup. And some massive fucking red sunglasses and some sort of brocade coat. And you just. I'm looking at him now. As in the book, right? As in the book, what's brilliant about Elton John, why I love him so much, right? Is that he is fully aware of how fucking stupid and mad that is. Like, he makes reference to it. He's like, yeah, I mean, fucking hell. Because he's just like. Elton John. He's a fucking. You (laughs) know, he's a working class lad from fucking Pinner. Do you know what I mean? He's just sort of like, I mean, it's fucking mad, isn't it? I mean, look, look at this get up. It's, I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm looking at it now because you can still get it. It's on herefestival.com. Yeah. Search on there. I don't know how long it's on for. It might not be permanently, but um, I'm looking at it now. He's got like candelabra lighting thing yeah. on the wall. There's a big frame portrait of some cunt behind him on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Loads of like teapots. There's a teapot in the shape of a swan by the looks Lovely. of it. Yeah. And some, you and know, the, like, the funny thing about that stuff. from he's satin in, right? At one point he goes on about Graham Taylor loads, right? Because he fucking loves Graham Taylor, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I actually sat here in this room. He went, it's so funny because it's like watching Football Focus, but it's Elton John dressed like that. And he goes, I mean, even I said to I said to my directors, "Who's the best young manager in the whole of English football?" And they said, "There's a bloke at Lincoln called Graham Taylor." He went right. I'm going to get him. He'd, we're in the fourth division. He'd already been offered a contract by West Brom in the first division. <laughs> he went. So I fucking I got him here, and I sat with Graham in this room. I'm sat in now, right? And you can see <laughs> Arsene Wenger's face, like really fucking hell. <laughs> I can't picture it to be honest. <laughs> I sat here and I said to him, "Listen." We're going to go the whole hog here. We're, I'm not messing around. We're going right to the top and you're going to be in charge. And he did it. 
<laughs> I'm looking at Venga's room as well. Venga's room's been decorated specially for the occasion. There's a couple of footballs on plinths. It's plinch. really weird, there's yeah. A, pair of, a little football boots, two mini World Cups, and there's a tactics board with all the dots on, and there's a little fucking mascot from one of the tournaments. I can't remember which one it is, like a lion or something. So he's got all these little stuff I know, there but as I don't well. know if it's he dressed lovely. that special. I mean, Venga is so sick with football fucking madness, as he confesses to in his book, that... I wouldn't be surprised if that's how every room in Arsene Wenger's house is decked out. Yeah. It's all just yeah. got football shit everywhere. He's like Johnny Good Football. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm going to watch that later on. Yeah. Here, and I'll And you watch the ants. Mm. And if we've got anything else to add, we can do that on Friday. Um, yeah, that's it for this one. Thanks for listening, everyone. More of the uh, IFS stuff coming up this week. Yeah. Uh, Life Logistics, get your questions in if, you, if you've got anything for us. Um, and we've got Melchester and the Twits coming up later in the week as well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm used to such kindness. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.